Hello, welcome to the Activate Podcast. It is February 11th, and today we are going to be talking about how we listen to the Lord. And this is a fundamental part of our Christian life, our spirituality, and I'm super excited uh, to dive into this together. Uh, Before we do, let's uh, stop for a moment wherever we are, wherever you're listening, and just quiet our hearts before the Lord because God is alive. God is active. God wants to speak to us. God is here. And so let's quiet our hearts and and begin to drive out all the other thoughts of our day, of our morning, and just concentrate on, God, do you have something to say to me through your word? So let's bow our hearts together. Let's pray. Father, you know every single person who's listening. God, you know their needs. You know the cries of their hearts, their deep yearnings and desires. God, you know what they need and what they don't need. God, I thank you for your knowledge of every part of who we are, but God, also your deep love that is everlasting and never changing. God, I thank you for your love that's poured out abundantly on us. And God, this morning, I pray that as we tune our ears in to hear what you would say, Lord, I pray that you would speak to every single person who's listening. God, open your word to us that we could understand, that we could change our lives, that we could be more and more like you. God, I pray for peace that passes all worldly understanding to guard our hearts and to guard our minds in you. As we seek you, Lord, I pray that we would find you. God, I pray for anyone that's struggling today, Lord, that you would come and be the lifter of their head. God, I pray for anyone who is having trouble just getting through the day. Lord, I pray that you would be that friend that would stick closer than a brother. God, I thank you that you uh, stretch out your strong right hand and it's never too short. God, I thank you that you're never too far away that you're there right on time every time. God, we can trust you. And Lord, I pray that we would place our trust and our hope in you alone. Move in our hearts today in these moments, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Today we're going to be in Matthew chapter 13 and 1 Corinthians chapter 1. And so if you have a Bible, uh, get that open and get ready for Matthew 13 and 1 Corinthians Uh, chapter 1. 1 Corinthians, or we're going to start here in Matthew 13. Matthew 13 is the parable of the sower. And what happens to me a lot of times when I'm reading the Bible is I've heard it before, I've read it before, and so my eyes tend to kind of skim over because I feel like I've already heard these words. And sometimes that's why it's so great to read a different uh, translation of the Bible. You know, if you're used to reading NIV to switch over to the NLT or something, just to switch up words to to get your attention a little bit more. But um, Matthew 13 is the parable of the sower. And I always looked at this parable the same way until this morning. I always looked at this uh, parable as a, a, a... a parable about salvation, about the moment where we come from non-believer to believer, from non-Christian to Christian. And today the Lord just spoke to me so clearly about how this applies to us as practicing Christians, as believers in our day-to-day walk. And so we're going to read it and dive into it together. Let's take a look. The same day Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. This is 
a lesson in and of itself. So he has been ministering to people. His mother and brother came by and uh, people had surrounded him. And he goes out and he sits by the lake. And the idea of solitude is packed right in here. The idea of being alone. And God calls us to those places so many times. If we would listen and realize that God wants to find a place where we can turn our phones off, (laughs) turn the computer off, turn everything off and quiet our minds before them before him. And it's it's such a distant practice for the American Christian to really turn everything off. Because even in having our worship music on, uh, or the dinging of, of text messages, we're pulled away from the concentration that we, we need to have on God. It's, it's so much to get all the stuff out of our brains just to listen. One of the things that I used to do um, to get myself to a place to listen to God is I would do what I called a brain dump. And I would literally take a notebook and write down everything I was thinking because there was so much on my mind, so much on my plate. And so to dump all that stuff on a piece of paper and then bow my heart before the Lord and listen to the Lord. But before I did that, I was thinking about, you know, as soon as I quieted my mind, as soon as I found the place of quiet before the Lord, I would close my eyes and begin to concentrate on God. And I would remember, oh, you have an appointment later. Oh, what are you going to say to this person? What are you going to do about that situation? And so uh, I couldn't clearly hear from the Lord because all I could do in a moment of quiet was sort out my own thoughts. And what happens when we're constantly on social media and constantly going and doing, we're not sorting out our thoughts. We're not taking time uh, to organize what we're doing. We're not um, being able to concentrate on God. So uh, Jesus here, even way before there was uh, social media, he was still bombarded by people and situations. And he went and he sits by the lake. And I want you to think, when is the last time you went and sat by the lake? And I'm not talking about literally sitting by a lake, although that's a great idea. But when is the last time you went and did something, nothing? You went and did nothing. You went and and, and was were still without other people, without distraction. It's in the, that stillness that we often hear God's voice. It's in those times of, of concentration and not distraction uh, that we can be recharged and refocused. And Jesus continually modeled this as he kept going away to solitary places to pray. He would go up on the mountain to pray. He would go out to the garden to pray. He would go sit by the lake to pray. We also need to find more than ever that place where we're alone to hear from God. So Jesus goes and sits by the lake. <laughs> not for very long, because soon after, verse 2, such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it while all the people stood on the shore. This is because there were so many people pushing on him that he had to go stand in this boat. And they told him many things in parables, saying, and these are stories that he tells to represent a bigger point. I have always thought of this as the, the initial word of God coming to someone, the initial uh, salvation experience. But I want you to uh, take a lens here of this applying to you today on February 11th, 2021, how does or whatever day you're listening to this, how does this apply to your life? How is this parable spoken over your life? Lay this on like a, a, a layer over your life. A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Other seeds fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. 
Still other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let them hear. Then the disciples came and asked, Why do you speak to the people in parables? And Jesus said, Because the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, but not to them. Whoever has will be given more, and they will be give, have abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they do have will be taken from them. That is why I speak in parables. The secrets of the kingdom of heaven have been given to you, but not to them. The secrets of the kingdom of heaven. Now, is Jesus saying that the secrets of the kingdom of heaven are given to the, the disciples only? And all these parables that are recorded were really for those 12 disciples and not for us today. No, God has deposited his very spirit within us. The Holy Spirit dwells in us at our uh, time of salvation, at our coming to the Lord and confessing our sins. He watches over us and fills us with his own spirit, making us a new creation, a new person in him. So the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. So the secrets of the kingdom of heaven are for the followers, for the believers in God. Now, these people that, that pushed up on Jesus at the lake, they are, they are people who want to hear God speak. There are many people today in 2021 who want to hear a word from the Lord. They want to hear God speak, but he's saying it's those true followers, those who really seek that will understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven. And the question that I have uh, in my own life is, do I really want to hear the secrets of the kingdom of heaven? Or do I just want to hear the surface level uh, things that the Lord is saying? Do I really want to press in to know what, what's going on with God and me and God and the world? Do I really want to look deeper, to press deeper, to hear how the word of God can really change my life and the lives of people around me? And then uh, Jesus, in, in speaking to the disciples about why he's speaking in parables, says, uh, he quotes Isaiah saying, though seeing, they do not see, though hearing, they do not hear or understand. There are so many followers of Jesus who will hear sermon after sermon, will, will read devotional book after devotional book, but they'll never go deeper. They'll, they'll be like, the, you know, Jesus is, is talking about this farmer scat scattering seed, and so many will have seeds scattered on their heart, but they will never let it take root. And I don't want to just talk about this in, in a, a fanciful way. I want to talk about this in a practical way. How is it that we can let the Word of God actually take root in our lives? How can be, we be like the disciples who will actually understand, apply it, and yield a better crop than just the sun coming and it's Scorching it away. He says um, that this is to fulfill the prophecy in Isaiah. You will be ever hearing, but never understand. You will be ever seeing, but never perceiving. For the people's heart has become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears, and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn, and I would heal them. But blessed are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear. For truly I tell you, many prophets and righteous people longed to see what you see, but did not see it and hear what you hear, but did not hear it. 
And this is true over our lives with the Holy Spirit at work within it, within us. I am sure that the people of the Old Testament would look on us with longing and saying, how is it that you have such revelation of the kingdom of heaven? How, how is it that you know uh, the, the, the mind of Christ? It's because of the Holy Spirit. There are, are those of old that would long for what we have. But there are so many of us who aren't seeing, who aren't hearing. In verse 18, it says, listen to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears this message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches it away, what was sown in their hearts. Okay, so let's let's pause right there. So um, if we hear a word from the Lord and we don't let it go down deep in our heart, then next week we forget it. Then, then the next moment we forget it. It's the car ride after church where we've already forgotten what the sermon was about. It's the moment we get up from our chair of reading our, our, our Bible in the morning that we 10 minutes later forget what it is the Lord was saying. It's the evil one that comes and snatches it away. It's, it didn't take root. It's just words on a page. It's not life-changing, and it's, it doesn't have depth and meaning to our very soul. It's not uh, the word of the Lord to us. It's just words on a page, and we find that in many believers' lives. I find that in my life many times where I don't let the word of God take root. I don't go deeper. I don't unstop my ears to really hear. And so this verse is not just speaking to new Christians, it's speaking to us as we have the word of God in front of us, people longing to have what we have, and yet we let it be stolen away in a moment because we don't let it go down deep. Verse 20, the seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. And when trouble or persecution comes because of the world, they quickly fall away. This is someone who wants a little bit to let things take root. But then as soon as something gets hard, they revert back to the, the, uh, the, the, the flirtation with the world. They move back to getting their needs met from uh, outside crutches to things that they think will satisfy like money or sex or food, or uh, busyness, or greed, or any, or drunkenness, or anything that they believe, anything that I've believed to take a place that will satisfy more. And I heard the word of the Lord, but when things got hard, I let my values slip. I, when things got hard, I turned and, and, and let something else come as a crutch. I didn't put all my hope in the Lord. I put my hope. It was divided. And, and that's what that's, that's saying. We hear the word with joy, we receive it. But as soon as it gets hard, we walk away. 23, 22, I mean, the seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. And this is, again, <coughs> digesting the word of the Lord, but allowing our desires for other things to not let our singular focus be God. And so again, we're divided. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. We all automatically want to put ourselves in that uh, basket of the one who has good soil where, where things are, are, are multiplied. We all have the same 
Bible. There's not one person who has more access to the Bible than another. If you own a Bible, you have access to the Word of God. If you have the Holy Spirit in you, you have access to the Father. If you have a, a, a relationship with God, no matter where you are, a prayer life is not based on wealth. It's not based on anything. It's based on a, a yearning and a desire to spend time with the Lord. We have the same Bible. Why is it that the Word of God takes root in some and not in others? Why is it that uh, we can allow things of the world to choke out the gospel, choke out the things that God has, has spoken to us? And I think I want to talk about this in a real practical way. <clears throat> I think it's because many times we come to our time with God, our time alone with God. First of all, it's do we come to seek the Lord, to get a word from the Lord? Do we come to look at the word of God? When we come, do we come with our own expectations and our own wants or desires, or do we let the King of all kings, the Lord, speak to us, pour into us, wash over us? I was thinking this morning that reading the Word is like taking a bath in the Word. We let it cleanse us. We don't come to the Word to speak to the Word. We let the Word speak to us. I'm going to say that again. We don't come to the Word to tell the Word what to do. <laughs> we let the Word, the Bible, speak to us. And this is a practice because naturally we want to pull out of the Bible what we want to hear, what we want to know. But God uses the Bible because it's living and active. He uses the Bible to speak his words to us. And so when we come to the word, we have to lay ourselves bare and say, God, I clear my mind of all my appointments and thoughts and things and, and worries and, and hopes and dreams and everything laid to the side. God, what are you saying? Because you're wiser than me. God, what seed are you planting? And the thing is, when God plants a seed, it takes time to grow. When God plants a seed, when he gives us a word, it's not an instantaneous thing. And we don't really grasp that as Americans. We don't really grasp that uh, in, in our humanity. We want quick results. And so when God gives us a word, we want to quick post it on Facebook. We want to quick share it with, with five other people. We want to say, we heard from the Lord, blah, 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 blah. God says, let that simmer. Let that rest. Let Watch as I show you throughout the, the day, the week, the month, the year. How this word can, can multiply and go down deep inside of you and then speak about it. And then bring it forth. God is so much wiser, so much bigger than we typically uh, assign uh, his, his greatness to him. What we're going to flip over here to 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 1, verse 18. We'll start there. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it's the power of God. For it's written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, the intelligence of the intelligence, intelligent I will frustrate. Verse 20, where is the wise person? Where's the teacher of the law? Where's the philosopher of the age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not know him. God was pleased the, through the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believe. Jews demanded signs and Greeks looked for wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to the Jews and foolishness to the Gentiles. But to those whom God has called, both Jew and, and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God, for the foolishness of God 
is wiser than human wisdom and the weakness of God is stronger than human wisdom. We are not God. We don't come to our time of listening to the Lord telling him. He comes telling us the wisdom of God is so much greater. We have to get ourselves out of the way so that the seeds that God is trying to plant in every single believer, there's not one more than the other. God is trying to share his word with every person on the planet. But there are so many who are hearing and not really letting it take root. There are so many who are letting the cares of the world not let that seed develop within them. Not let time pass for that seed to bear fruit. For many of us, we hear from the Lord, we hear a message that God is speaking to us. Just by reading the Bible, we'll be reading a, a chapter or a verse or a portion, and we know that the Lord is trying to speak to us. But we want to instead get through chapter 1 and 2 on today so we can get through 3 and 4 and tomorrow so we can brag about how much we've read the Bible. And the Lord says, stop, go back and, and take time and let this one verse sink in. Let, let, hear what I'm saying. And where I find myself many times rushing through things, rushing through uh, because I want to achieve and accomplish and read so much. And the Lord is not uh, looking for that checkbox from me. The Lord is not looking for how many uh, books of the Bible I could read this year or how many checklists I could check off. You know what he's looking for? He's looking for my heart. And he's saying, will you, will you listen? Will you let the seed grow inside of you? Will you let roots go down deep? And so practically that looks like when you feel the urging of God, when you have a sense that this verse means more, it's stopping and, and, and taking yourself out again and saying, God, what are you saying to me? God, what are you trying to teach me through this? There are, are, are moments to get online and research the origins of certain words. There are times to look um, always at context, uh, always at um, the type of book that's written. But the devotional part of our time with God is when God just speaks to us. When he, when you focus in on a, on a verse and the Lord just says, listen, and he begins to pour into your mind what he's trying to say to you. But our intellect gets in the way, but our busyness gets in the way. But our preconceived things that we've heard or always thought about versus get in the way. So we have to empty ourselves. Say, God, what are you saying? And then taking that verse or that thought that God's saying, the God of the universe is communicating with you. Write it down. <laughs> because we're so quick to forget. Store it away. It's good. When God speaks to us, even if you don't completely understand, write down something I feel like God is saying. Whatever it is, I feel like God's trying to tell me something along these lines. And listen throughout the rest of your day because our time spent with God is not uh, boxed into the, the half hour that we sit in a room quietly. <clears throat> God is speaking to us when we go about our, our common daily tasks. God is speaking to us as we walk along the road, as we do laundry, as we work in our, in our workplace, as we care for our children. He'll bring back, he'll say, remember that verse from this morning? Here, look, here's another way it applies. And he'll bring people to confirm that, that word that he's speaking to you. This is, is so beautiful when we can see the concert 
of all the ways that God uses to bring forth a, a word in the right season, to plant a seed deep inside of us, and then it bears fruit. But we don't seek the Lord for fruit. We seek the Lord uh, because the change, change in us is lasting. It brings hope and it brings peace. An example of how this has worked in my life is, is very recently, <clears throat> I started to feel the Lord give me uh, a, a single word, word to, to think on. And the word was delight. And automatically, I run to the computer. I start looking up what the word delight actually means in the dictionary. I have um, a Greek Hebrew thing and I go in there and I find the Greek word and the Hebrew word for it. I write all this stuff down. I start thinking about it. I want to make a, a sign in my prayer room that says the word delight. Okay. I know, you know, that God has, has said this word delight in my heart. <clears throat> And so I began to think that this is, you know, a season where God is just going to uh, pour blessing on me and things are going to be so wonderful because I feel this word delight. And so I begin to dwell on it. I begin to think on it. But God <laughs> wanted to teach me a lesson that I wasn't really quite, you know, if I came up with this lesson plan, it would be completely different. It's shocking, you know, and what the Lord was was teaching me that um, I need to care about people over tasks. He was teaching me to delight in other people. He was teaching me to slow down and, and not be so task oriented and so, uh, so uh, quick to rush through things. A few, uh, about a week later, I got a card in the mail from a friend uh, just encouraging me as I was recovering from COVID. And the little card, it's up on my, my thing right now. It says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And it's just a small confirmation <clears throat> of that word. On Sunday, someone uh, stood up and, and felt like the Lord had given them a word just to share with the, the church. And what was that word? It was Psalm 37 about delighting yourself in the, in the Lord. Um, <laughs> there are just so many things. And then uh, another day uh there was a, a worship service i was in and and the the worship song um had the word delight in it okay so these are not little ping 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 like you pick something and then you find all these coincidences that line up it's how the lord uses an orchestra how he in concert brings all these things to say see i'm speaking to you see i'm speaking to you hear hear what i'm saying listen to what i'm saying it, uh, it's not me out there looking for all these little little signs it's god bringing stuff and saying do you hear me? This is what I'm saying to you. Um, and, you know, that worship song that I heard, I'm sure has been played a million times before, but in it, as I'm worshiping, God's saying, do you hear the word? Do you hear the word delight? Do you hear what I'm saying to you? And you sense that sense of God speaking to you. The card I got from a friend, I really didn't really look at the verse too much. I read the inside, and I put it aside, and then I, I picked it back. I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> God, you really are using all these things in concert to speak this word over my life. And sometimes, uh, most times, it's not just a single word like that. Most times, it's a concept that God's trying to teach me. Most times, it's a, a verse in the Bible that God is, is taking that verse to really apply to my life because the Bible is like a balm. It's like a soothing uh, cream that washes over you and heals you. And we all walk around thinking that we're whole and healed, but God wants to fill in those broken cracks in our lives and make things even better than we could ever imagine. Following a life of faith, God makes things better than we ever imagined they could be because he knows our, the inner workings of our hearts and our minds, our spirits, the intentions of our heart. 
And if we'll be, be diligent to listen, if we'll open our ears to really understand what it is that God's really saying to us, he begins to, to, to mold us and shape us and not to uh, not be the, the person he's created us to be because, of course, he wants us to be who he created us to be. He formed our identity. He loves us. He likes us. It doesn't mean that if I'm following the Lord that uh, if I continue to listen to him, eventually I'll become a robot and I will look just like every other Christian. No, 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 no. Our God is so creative. Our God uh, loves the diversity and, and you can see that in the people that he's made and he wants you to remain who you are in your inner self, but he wants to show you how to best use your personality, how best to use the giftings that he put in you. And so for me to learn about delight is to learn to slow down. For someone else to learn about delight, it may be something completely different. God may be correcting uh, untruths in their lives uh, about poverty or untruths in their in their lives about happiness or joy. God can use the same word on different people to transform them in different ways. But the word comes from the word, from the Bible. Our, our lessons from the Lord, our, our, our change up from the Lord comes from the Bible. It's always congruent with truth. It's never made up stuff that uh, someone uh, random tells us. And that's why we, because the spirit of God is within us, seek the Lord ourselves. When people come to us and say that they have something to teach us or tell us, uh, especially with prophecy, it should be uh, not revelatory, not new news. It should confirm what God is already speaking to us because the Spirit of God is in us. And so, so many people get sidetracked and, and pulled in this direction and that direction by others' thoughts. In other words, we have to go to the word of God. We have to take, what is God saying to me? I want the wisdom of God because it's so much more. It's so much stronger. It's so much better than the wisdom of the world. The wisdom of the world can't even compare. I want to be hearing the word of God. I want to be seeing what God is really doing. I just don't want to be like those that hear word after word after word, lesson from the Lord, lesson from the Lord, and ignore it and ignore it. I want to let it take root. I want it to go down deep and to change me so that I can bear fruit. Bearing fruit is a blessing to other people. Bearing fruit uh, is a is a, uh, a, a sign that points to the glory of God. It's it's a way to say, look how glorious our God is, but it takes a lot of change down deep inside of us. The parable of the sower here in Matthew 13 is speaking to me and to you. It's saying, what is it that the word of God is doing in your life? Are you letting it pass you by like a checkbook, checkbox? Are you letting it just go by as you read words and you don't let them take root? Or are you taking the word of God and saying, God, what are you saying? God, what are you saying? For me, when the Lord speaks to me, a lot of times he drops a verse or a book on my heart. And I just can't stop thinking about that. I'll, 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 the other day, the Lord was like, Isaiah 16, Isaiah 16, Isaiah 16. And every time that I found myself quiet before the Lord, that's all I heard. And so I, I opened and the Lord began to reveal things to me and speak things to me. Things I have no business knowing. <laughs> Isaiah 16 is talking about Moab in uh, the 8th century B.C. I have no uh, connection there, no business uh, learning or knowing about Moab uh, at that time. But the Lord had a lesson over my life for that, that chapter. Other times I will just be in my congruent uh, reading. So right now I'm reading through the book of Matthew, which is why we find ourselves here in Matthew 13, but I'm reading through the book of Matthew. 
uh, piece by piece and slowly and then quickly and then slowly and then quickly. And every time I feel like the Lord is saying, stop here, I, just, I stop. I'm not in a race. We're not in a race. We mull over, we chew. Uh, to consider and to say a lot, to stop, to think about it is is like a, 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 a picture of a cow chewing the cud, they say, or chewing and chewing and chewing. That's what we need to do on scripture when there's something that, that the Lord wants to speak to us. We, we're reading, 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 and then something just, it, it, we, we feel in our spirit because the Holy Spirit is in us. Stop there. Reread it. Stop. Think about it. Stop right there. Don't keep cramming more information, more scripture in your mind. Stop there. Sit there. A good five minutes. Sit there and think. Sit there and listen. God, what are you saying? What are you showing me? Let this go down deep. And then watch as the Lord begins to confirm that word throughout the day. Watch as the Lord begins to continue to teach a lesson over your life. I want to be taught by the Lord more than I want to be taught uh, by commercials and social media and other people. I want to be taught by the Lord, a follower of God, a listener to what God has to say so that things can go down deep in my spirit and my soul. Don't you want that? It's available to us all. We all have the Bible. We all have availability to the Bible. If you don't have a Bible and you need one, feel free to reach out to me. I will mail you a Bible. We all have the access to the Bible on the internet. We have, uh, we have access to the Word of God. We have access to the Spirit of God. The, the secrets of the kingdom of heaven are available to you. The secrets of the kingdom of heaven are available to me. Let's slow down. Let's listen to the most important person, God. Let's listen to the most important words, scripture. Let's find ourselves letting roots go down deep. Let's find ourselves being the one that can then yield a crop. And the crop that we yield is bringing glory to God, is bringing other sons and daughters into the kingdom of heaven. And it's not an instantaneous, I read my Bible five days in a row and now the, watch what God's going to do. No, it's, it's, it's letting those roots go down deep. God, what are you working out of me? God, how are you changing me? How are you purifying me so that I can be a good reflection of you? To be the light of the world, God, I need to have the light of the world in me. And God, that's you. So today, slow down. Go sit by a lake, so to speak, or really find a place alone to sit with God, to get everything else out of your head, to God, what are you speaking? And then watch as he, he like Plato, takes that word and, and manipulates it and changes it and shows it and shows it and shows it and shows it to you again and again and again till it takes root in your heart. There are other words that God has spoken over my life or other portions of scripture they've spoken over my life. And every time I go back over them or I glance over them or I see them, oh yeah, I know that. It's not just a verse. I've let it take root in my heart. I know that I've lived that. I've walked that. I've figured out what it is that God wanted to speak over my life through that verse. It's a lifetime of learning. And this side of heaven, we will not complete all that we could learn from the Bible. It is full. 
And it's God loving you. It's God speaking to you. There's nothing like it. Let's pray. God, I thank you for your word. God, I thank you that there's so much there that theologians and scholars uh, can pour over it year after year, century after century, and we'll never uh, find the, the depths of how deep it is. It's like the ocean where there's things in the ocean that are yet to be discovered because it's so deep and so vast. God, your word is like that. There's so much there and we can dive in deep and yet there's still more to be discovered. And Lord, I pray that you would personally speak into every life, that we would hear your voice, Lord, that we would slow ourselves down, that we would empty our minds of the worries and cares of the world enough to hear from you. Teach us, God. Teach us how to hear from you. Teach us, God, by your word. Help us to be guided by your word. Help us to have ears to hear and eyes to see what you're doing. God, we recognize that there are, are, are prophets and people who long to have what we have. God, I pray that we wouldn't be complacent. God, that we wouldn't be apathetic. That, God, we would take to heart the fact that the secrets of the kingdom of heaven are available to us today. God, help us to dive deep in your word. Move in our lives, God, that we could yield a crop that would bring glory and honor to you. God, I pray that we wouldn't be divided, that, God, our hearts would be for you and you alone, that we wouldn't be about the cares and wealth of the world, but we would be about the business of heaven. Move in our hearts, God, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.